This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. is Teachers Talk Radio and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. everyone or should it's late afternoon um i just want to introduce myself um my name is mary okello i am a primary school teacher so i currently teach year three um i am new to the teachers talk radio network so this is my first show i'm happy to be joining the team so i thought i would use this um, my first radio session as an introduction and allow the listeners to get to know me. Um, I will be on the Twilight um, show, so that's once a month. And um, I will also be sharing my top tips at the end and it will be called Mary's Monthly Top Tips. Um, So please make sure you listen out for that. Those of you who are joining me, please don't forget to write in the chat. Let me know where you're from. My Twitter at in the chat as well. So if any of you want to tweet me, please feel free to do so. I am currently um, teaching primary school. I teach year three. So I've been teaching or working within education for over 10 years. So I've not only taught in primary, but I've also taught in secondary as well. Um, I enjoy what I do. I love what I do. Um, It was always been a passion of mine to become a teacher. Um, Hence why the topic that I've chosen today about representation, that will link to why I've chosen this topic as well. Um, So before getting into primary, um, I taught in a SEMH secondary school. So that's the social, emotional, mental health school. So that's after I finished my psychology degree. And that is where I taught um, boys. So it was secondary school for boys. Um, I then went on to go to mainstream school and that's where I um, started my journey within primary. I've also done a bit of pastoral work within six forms. Um, so I've worked with young people from, yes, let's say from the age of three all the way through to the age of 19. So, um, I, yeah, I enjoy what I do. Um, please, if you've got any questions, don't forget to also write them into the chat as well. Um, So our topic and our discussion today is why does representation matter within education? 
Um, some people may think that I've chosen just to think of linking it to race, but not only to race, I'm linking it also to gender, also to maybe even sexual orientation. Um, it's been a representation. When I think of the word represent, I think of speaking on behalf or acting on behalf of someone. So I feel that this topic at the moment I've seen on Twitter, I've seen quite a few people tweet about it and talk about it. So it's something that I wanted to explore in today's show. So I'll link representation to myself and I link it to the reason why I became a teacher. Um, I would say the reason why I grew up, um, I loved school. I enjoyed education, absolutely loved primary school and I feel like I was lucky enough to have amazing teachers and teachers who really believed in me, pushed me and motivated me. But the only thing that I felt lacked was I didn't see myself in the classroom. And that's why I wanted to get into teaching because I wanted to be able to see myself. So my younger self, I wish that I could see myself in the classroom when I was younger although I had amazing teachers teachers who were phenomenal and I feel that they were part of the makings of me and the person that I've the teacher I've become today has been highly influenced by them I still didn't feel that I saw any representations of myself so I grew up in South London and my parents are from Uganda but I was born in um, Britain and so I'm of African descent um, and I felt like growing up when I was in the classroom, I didn't really see this. So I remember saying to myself that if if I did become a teacher, when I did become a teacher, I would do it so that the young people that I teach will be able to see their mums, their sisters, their aunties, and they will be able to see themselves in the classroom. So that was my why. And that's how I wanted to represent them. Um I think it's very important for young people to be able to relate to the teachers as well and to also feel comfortable with who is teaching them. It may not even be that you are from the same ethnic background, for example, but just the fact that maybe even if you've grown up in the same area um, as your pupils, they know that you can relate and you can also understand maybe some of the struggles that they also maybe go through. Um, Leanne has asked me, do you see more representations in education now than when you grew up? 100%, 100%. I feel like now, as I've gotten older and um, being a teacher myself, I feel like there's more representations in education now. And I feel that it makes it, it's a joy because I feel like a lot of young people and children um, are able to see representation, see themselves in the classroom now more than when I would say I was growing up. So I'll definitely say that it's changed. The education system has changed as well. And maybe others had the idea like I did and they thought, okay, I want to get into teaching because I want to also be able to represent myself and be in the classroom so that young people and young children can also see themselves in me um i definitely think that's something that has changed and it's something that is good to see as well um yeah i feel like young people especially children as well like i said to you it's not only based on um let's say racial background also being 
in the area. So if you work in a school and you've grown up in the area, you may not still live there, but just the simple fact that you've, you're from that area, like I said before, it allows the um, children and students you're working with, you can relate to them. You know where they're coming from and you have an understanding of them. Because I think growing up, um, when I would see some of my teachers, in, because I felt that they weren't didn't necessarily grow up in the part of South London that I was from, I felt that although I know they wanted what was best for me, and I loved their lessons, and I thought school was amazing, but in my head, I felt that they didn't have the same struggles as me, and maybe they didn't go through the same um, endeavours that I would go through, and it, it made it very hard for me to relate to them in that aspect and on in that sense but um I felt that now like um going back to Leanne's question about representation um I feel like now young people are seeing more educators that they can relate to and they can um identify themselves with um on Saturday um I also teach um secondary so I teach in a school in in um in the city and it's called Eastside and I actually spoke to the students and the students that I work with range from year three all the way up to year 10 and today I actually we spoke this morning and I said to them I said why do you think why is it important for you to see different representations within like education in terms of your teachers or the people that work in your school and some of them said that your surroundings, that your teachers will reflect how you turn out. And if your teachers like you, they said that you feel more comfortable. And if your teacher, you see yourself in your teacher, you feel more comfortable, you want to listen to them, you want to learn from them. And you kind of, and they said they see, they will see their teacher as a role model because they will see that they've achieved something and they will see a version of themselves that maybe they want to be when they're older. And I thought that was really, really interesting because they said it also gives them a better understanding because when their teacher knows where they're coming from, so maybe they'll be able to understand some of the struggles that they're going through and they'll be able to talk to them. So I thought that was really good. And for me, it was an eye opener as well, because it's something that I always feel that is true, that you, the young people want to, and students, they want to see themselves in their, in you. They want to see what it is. So it's not just a teacher, we're more than teachers. We are we are building the next generation. So I feel like as teachers, our job is really, really, it's a very effective job. Um, we plant the seeds and what greater job to do is to plant the seeds and know that the seeds that we're planting, they're from a place of, you know, where these young people are coming from as well. So I think it's very, very important. Um, just wanted to say if anyone has any questions, please feel free to put them into the chat. Um, I also wanted to say this to the people who are tuned in. What does representation mean to you? Why do you think it's important for us to have different representations within education? Um, so Leanne said, on the flip side for me, I never realised how much of a normal family upbringing I had until I had become a teacher and taught in areas to where I grew up. 
And I think it's true. Um, yeah, because when you teach where you've grown up, you it is an eye opener because I feel like you get to see how different families are and how different families function. And I think also now, if we think of the generation that we live in now, the world is changing on a daily basis. Um, I know when I was growing up, I didn't have so we didn't have things like Snapchat. We didn't have things like, um, let's say, Instagram. So social media wasn't really active. It was just, um, I would say, being born but it wasn't what it is now. So things were very, very different. Um, whereas now a lot of young people may look onto social media, a lot of your students, they will be looking for themselves in um, what they see on social media. They may be looking for someone to relate to. And I think that's why I think representation in education is, is important because rather than looking on social media, because sometimes we need to remember that social media isn't realistic, it isn't reality sometimes we post what we want people to see we're not always going to post the lows um so we usually a lot of people like to post the highs so a lot of young people may see this and they may not feel that they can relate to this and it can often make them feel low so i think it is very important that they do have a representation um i also spoke to um a man called ray lewis and he and um, i asked him what does representation in education mean to you and he made a very good comment and he said to me that young people want to be what they see and that really really stuck with me because i think it is true that young people do want to be what they see so like i said to you on social media if students are seeing um people who are successful if they have loads of money and they've got all these businesses they made that's maybe what they would adhere and want to be like but what it's even more effective if they see representations within the classroom that are effective and that are influence them and then they're going to want to be like you I think for me I'm all about impact and influence and change and I always say as a teacher I became a teacher so that when children and um, young people I've taught them and they've left when they're growing up that they always remember me and they're like oh I remember this teacher that I had Miss Akello and I always want them to think that I or uh, hope I do have impacted or made a difference in their life whether that's being able to relate to them in terms of the area that they've grown up in the demographics and maybe the cultural aspect or cultural side I know that um being from Uganda um we're often the minority especially amongst like let's say um the black um African groups my country we're usually the minority and I've seen that when I teach and students who are from Uganda find out I'm from Uganda they're so happy because it's like not only is she black but she's also from Uganda she's from my country so I've seen how that also can impact young people. Um, I spoke to a young person today and she said to me that um, if she sees um, a teacher who's from the LG, um, LGBT community within the classroom, that it makes her feel automatically comfortable because she feels that she's being represented 
um, through that person and she feels comfortable to talk to them um, in terms of her sexuality. So she's saying that that's the way that she feels representation is very important to her because she wants to be able to have a teacher that she can relate to and that she can also talk to. Yes, it is a bit of a home in the classroom, definitely. I do feel the classroom is a home because you spend, um, students spend a majority of their time with teachers, I would say more is so than with their own families. So we are impacting them, even when we know, even when we don't know, we are impacting them. So it's very important that we are, not only that how we represent ourselves, but we're acting on behalf of them, like I said in the beginning. So it's very important that we are aware and that we are a role model and that they can see themselves in us. Um, I just wanted to ask if anyone can let me know where they're listening in from. Um, I can see I have a few guests that have joined, so I just want to say hi to everybody. Um, my name is Mary Okello, I said at the beginning. Um, this is my first show. I've recently joined the Teachers Radio team. Um, I'm absolutely, I'm excited for this journey and I'm hoping to meet and also hoping to have future guests on in my show. If anyone wants to call in, if anyone wants to write in, text in the chat, let me know where you're calling from. If you've got any questions for me, please do not hesitate, don't be shy, and please you can ask me any questions. Um, I want to ask some of the listeners, um, what or if I have any teacher listeners, what made you become a teacher? Why did you become a teacher? Is it to do with representation or did you just want to teach? So any of the teachers who are listening, what was your why? Why did you become a teacher? And if I don't have any, that's also fine. So I wanted to know your why. Are you like me? Did you become a teacher so that you could also represent and you wanted to see yourself in the classroom? What was your why? So I know my why, like I said again, um, was so that I could see myself. So the young Mary, the eight-year-old Mary, wanted to see herself, wanted to be taught by the older version of Mary, the Mary who I am now. So that's why I become became a teacher, because I wanted all the young people that I taught, I wanted to impact them. So that's why I became a teacher. So I have some more messages so I Leanne said I just wanted to have fun and mess about with kids all day I think I am a bit of a kid and I think that is also a representation because your character it doesn't need to be a serious because I had one of my students she's actually near 10 now she um sent me a message and um, she wrote me a card before she left for secondary school. And she said, Miss, you're not a teacher. You're actually just a big kid in an adult body. And I thought that was quite comical. I thought it was quite hilarious. But also I thought it was good because I do feel that um, even if you are a kid, that's still a representation because a child is going to be, there are some children that will grow up and their characters are going to be quite childlike as well. So they'll be able to relate to you. So I think regardless of whether um, it's serious, it's still important as well, Leanne. So I think, thank you for sharing that. So I've got another one. Never wanted to teach, but got pushed that way. 
by someone who taught me when I was a work experience. Never thought I'd have the I'd have the patience, but realized I did and wanted to be a voice for the students and the teacher I appreciated when I was a student. I think that's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. I think it's so important. So you wanted to be a voice for the students. So um, it's TSCW. Can you just um, tell me a little bit more about that? Why did you want to be a voice? Did you feel that young people's voices weren't being heard? Um, and what? how did your teacher impact your life? So the teacher that you appreciated when you were a student, how did they impact your life and your journey? And if there's anyone else. And also, I just wanted to put this question out there. Do you feel that there is still a lack of representation within education? Some people will say that maybe there's not enough um, male teachers. I know within um, primary, um, let's say our team, I think we're a team of maybe 30 teachers. And of the 30, only four are male teachers. So do would we say there's still a lack of male primary teachers? What do you think? Just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, I do. I agree with Leanne. So I do think, and do you think that the lack of male um, teachers, let's say within primary especially, um influences behavior or maybe underachievement amongst boys that's what i wanted to ask as well do you think that the lack of male um figures maybe some of the young boys maybe are from single parent households maybe not growing up with a father so maybe the lack of males within their school do you think that has influenced behavior so these are things that i often think about and i know last year we only had one male teacher in our team. So there's like 29 females and only one male. And I can see how now that we've got more male teachers, I can definitely say that I've noticed a change, especially amongst the young boys. And even any male teachers that I know, especially within secondary, I think that I can see how they have a, even, a, I feel female teachers always have an impact but I do feel males do have a, a impact as well and I feel like it's very very evident especially within my own school I can say okay so TSCW said they had fun with us and taught us how to interact which was really important I work in a tough area where socialization is very is really important and positive role models are important that sounds big-headed to say you are a positive role model, like you're better than what is out there, but you're offering alternative views. I don't want to do them down, to do them down and their experience in areas. I think that it's very important um, to be a positive role model. And at the end of the day, all we can do is try to be a positive role model. And we all make mistakes. And we also teach our students that they're going to make mistakes. And it's how they correct their mistakes and how they turn those mistakes around that will define who they are when as they get older. And I do feel that, like you said, socialisation. I know that um, when I worked in the sixth form, when I first entered 
they thought I was a student. So when they found out that I was actually a teacher, I saw the impact that I had on them. And I know that a lot of the young students that I had at the time, a lot of them have gone on to achieve amazing things. Some of them have gone on to do a master's and some of them have, are working for big law firms. And they come and visit me and they say to me that because they saw someone or a, a black woman, a black teacher in the classroom who had grown up and walked the streets that they had walked, that's how I impacted their lives because they saw and what I had and they wanted to have that and they saw that I had set high expectations for myself and for them and it's something that has always stuck with them. So I have students that I maybe have taught six, seven, eight years ago and I'm still in contact with them now. I know one of my students, she just celebrated her 23rd birthday and she sent me a message to say that she'd secured a job in a law firm, she'd also finished university, she passed really, really well. And I always think of um, young people like her and how her being able to see me and how that impacted her life. So it says, what do you think about teachers and their workloads? Not sure if it's a controversial topic. Okay. I do feel, um, one thing, um, I remember when I first started um, in the primary and um, I, I'm someone, oh, what do you think about male, male teachers and their workloads? Um, male teachers and their workloads. Um, my school, um, in terms of formal, we are, our school, um, the dress code is formal wear. So, um I, we have to dress formally. Um, other schools maybe are more laid back, um, but I know most of the schools I've taught in, I've only taught in schools that want um, us to dress more formally. I know that when we do have, let's say, um, dress down days, um, one thing I do see is that young people, when they do see teachers in their normal clothes, and let's say my team um, at my school is quite a young team, so I feel like sometimes when they see us in our own clothes, there's things that we wear that they like. Um, there's, um, let's say, for example, I know when I wear certain trainers and the kids will be like, Miss, I really like your trainers. I really like your trainers. Um, and I think because these are things that they can relate to as well. So this is their normality. So this is something that they can relate to. Um, so I think that when it comes to, I think a good thing is that I like that we wear formal wear and students do get to see us in also in our own clothes, but I, it's very important for them to also see how we present ourselves and how we take care of ourselves. I always tell my students that you have to have pride and I say pride, take pride in your work. And that means how you present your work and also how you present yourselves. And it also links to self-care. If you love yourself, you're going to take good care of yourself. And if you love yourself, you're going to present your work. Everything you do will be done to a high standard. Um, I do feel um, formal clothing, children see or students see in their male teachers in formal clothing and presented very well. I think it is a good thing. And also, also them being able to see us in more casual clothing as well. I do think that's a good thing because it also reminds them that we also, we're human beings as well. Although we're teachers, we're not superheroes, but we also, we're, we're just, we're adult, we're like them as well. Um, yeah, so I do think it's important to have relatable role models, definitely. 
like I said, the young people want to be what they see. So if they see, my teacher can be formal, but my teacher can also be um, themselves. They can be quite casual. I think it is very, very important. Um, any more questions? So Leanne said, I think it's so important to dress in a formal way even more. When I taught year six, um, had old colleagues, so males that will come in tracksuit, pants and hoodies just felt incorrect to me. Yet my school is formal, so everyone, we are suited and booted all day. We do have the um, odd occasion, maybe once, if it's for a charity, then we will um, dress quite formal. We will dress casual. Um, we have PE teachers, a PE specialist, but even the PE specialists, the way that they present themselves, it's still presented quite formal as well. Okay, lovely. Any more questions? before I take us over to the news and adverts. Has anyone else got anything else to say? Okay, so I'm going to head to the news and adverts. I just wanted to say that um, we are talking about representation and why does representation matter within the classroom? Feel free to drop any messages in the chat. I am going to put my Twitter name. So my Twitter feed is at Princess Akello, please at me, please follow me. If you want to ask me anything um, on the socials, please also feel free to do so. So we'll head over to the news and adverts and I will see you all shortly. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? Then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Collins Big Cat. To find out more, Follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondlelettersandsounds.org.uk Whatever learning looks like this year, bring lessons to life with Nearpod. An exciting new addition to the Renaissance family, Nearpod offers real-time insights into student understanding through interactive lessons and videos, gamification and activities, all in a single, easy-to-use platform. To help kickstart the new year, we're offering all primary and secondary schools in the UK and Ireland full free access to Nearpod for the whole spring term. So, no matter what 2022 brings, Nearpod makes switching between in-class and remote teaching simple. Visit www.renlearn.co.uk forward slash Nearpod and sign up for your free trial today. If you're listening to this, 
then we know we share one thing in common, a passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us, you'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are with a Slack group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. A report in The Independent makes it clear that Ofqual's chief regulator believes that changes to the 2022 examinations will not advantage more able pupils. As a result of the disruption caused by the pandemic, pupils in England and those students sitting GCSE from English exam boards will be offered a choice of topics in some GCSE exams. In a speech to the Sixth Form Colleges Association conference earlier in January, Chief Regulator Joe Saxton said the release of advanced information on the kinds of topics pupils will see in their exams would not advantage higher ability pupils. This advanced information is due on February the 7th and is being released to help students focus their revision to answer questions carrying more marks. It will not be provided for simpler one or two mark questions. In a statement, Ms Saxton said that she hoped that the advanced information will mean students who suffered the most disruption or those who are less able may gain confidence to tackle elements of the paper that they might not previously had the confidence to try. In response to the comments, Jeff Barton, General Secretary, is likely to be to their students. Radio One presenter Vic Hope has returned to a former school in Newcastle to open. It's been me in my work to raise awareness, destigmatize, and signpost resources dedicated to nurturing the psychological and emotional well-being of our young people. And I am so proud that the Dame Allens is clearly doing this work so well too. Ms. Hope is a human rights activist and Amnesty International ambassador, and has spoken candidly about mental health in the past. The Snug at Dame Allens offers counselling, psychotherapy, and special educational needs support and provides a dedicated place where students feel safe, heard and understood. With mental health and well-being now a key focus for many schools, Ms Hope praised the efforts made by schools to support pupils in this way. The news website Monitor reports on lessons the continent of Africa can learn about investing in education. It states that the universal lesson is that countries can no longer ignore the unprecedented learning crisis facing the continent. The pandemic has revealed what the article describes as alarming inequalities in accessing inclusive and quality education. The issue was discussed by leaders at the Global Education Summit, co-hosted by Kenya and the UK in London last week. The continent is facing some harsh realities and the summit launched a drive to increase national budget allocations for education, with greater emphasis on improving learning outcomes. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio Weekend News with Joe Fox. 
This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week we're going to take a look at teaching online. Marmite comes to mind when I think about teaching online. I actually like it, but it's my job and I'm surrounded by gadgets to assist me. A lot of teachers hate it. If you think about it, for 90% of the current population of teachers, delivering a lesson online is something they've not even been trained in. They signed up to be in the classroom with a group of pupils. I'm not going to go into the depths of the delivery platform. That's normally a choice that's already made for you by technology leaders in schools. I'm going to give you a couple of free tools that work in a browser, so don't need installing and can be used for engagements in the classroom and easily adapted to use online. First up, we all love Kahoot. Did you know you can set a Kahoot to be self-paced rather than live? Simply click the assign button and you have an instant self-paced quiz for a homework, a starter or a progress check. If you need to take it online, share the link and off you go. If you use lots of YouTube clips and websites, check out Wakelet. Share collections of links in a meaningful way for free. My favourite use for this is to group my YouTube clips for topics. Not only are they played back with less distractions, but I can share a group of links for revision or to flip a lesson. Again, if I have to teach online, one link can lead to many. Just remember to check your school's policy on using websites such as YouTube for online teaching. If you have access to devices in the classroom, why not try Mentimeter? Create interactive presentations, take votes or build word clouds from participants' answers to improve engagement, assess learning and inspire discussion. Or, if you love whiteboard, Boards, try whiteboard.fi. As a teacher, you can see all your classes' whiteboards and answers, know who's interacting and who's not. You can even show a QR code for ease of joining. I could go on and on. The idea is to test these things out when you're with your class and there's no pressure. Then, should you need to teach online, you'll feel more comfortable, there'll be fewer issues, and most importantly, you'll see if pupils are engaging. I hope you consider bringing a bit of tech into your classroom. As always, please test things work in your setting before you use them. For a visual version of this episode, check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Okay, and I'm back. Um, so today we are discussing why representation matters within education. And um, if any of you have any questions you want to send in, please feel free to send them in. Thank you to all of those of you who are still on um on air. Those of you who've just joined, thank you for joining. Um, my name is Mary O'Kello. I am a teacher. I am. I've recently joined the Teachers um, Talk Radio. Today is my first show, and today we are just talking about representation. Um, someone on Twitter has just said to me that he actually he's in a one form entry school, so his school has seven um, classes, and three of those classes have um, male teachers. So I want to know does lack of representation of males within the classroom does this influence behavior does it affect underachievement or does it have nothing to do with it whatsoever what are some of your whys why did you get into teaching is it to do with representation or is it because you just love teaching or maybe is you saw a teacher who represented yourself represented you and they influenced you and they made you want to go and pursue a teaching career feel free to send your messages in please make sure that you at me on twitter anything that i say or if you want to also maybe send in some questions on twitter please feel free to do so 
also. Thank you to those of you who are joining in. Can people let me know where they're calling in from so I can shout you out? I am live from South London. So anyone who's from South London, hi to you. Um, I also wanted to say hello to all the young people at Eastside um, who I spoke about representation to today. And they were actually able to let me know. And they dropped a few gems as well. So the biggest thing I think I've taken is the fact that they said that they want to have a teacher they can relate to because this allows them to feel comfortable. So I think that's the biggest thing. So whether that's to do with your race, whether it's your sexual orientation, whether that's to do with your ethnicity, whether your gender, it's being able to have somebody that you can relate to. It makes a young person not only want to learn from you, but also if they are struggling, they will want to go to you. And it gives them understanding. They can understand you more. Um, I spoke earlier and said that how I've noticed in my school, we have quite a huge, a word two-form entry school. We have numerous teachers, but the majority of the teaching staff team are it's female dominated. Um, I knew that before we only had one male and now we've had a few more males that have joined the team. And I can say I've noticed a difference as especially with it um within the young boys um and them being able to see males. So that representation of seeing other males in the school, I feel that that has had an impact on them. Um, especially if you think about some young people, if they're coming from single parent households, so not having that father figure at home, if they're seeing that father figure in the classroom, they have someone that they can relate to, someone who is a male, someone that they see themselves in themselves, and that's someone that they can feel comfortable around, because maybe some um, male students don't feel comfortable um, disclosing or talking to female teachers this is something that I've just thought of and I've just seen how sometimes I've noticed that how a lot of the young boys do prefer maybe to talk to the male teachers and that's not to say that they don't respect the female teachers but it's just because the representation um so anyone else anyone who is um on on air if you want to text in please text in. I can see I've got a few guests who've just joined in. So welcome. We're talking about representation within education and why it matters. So feel free to let me know. And teachers that have joined, let me know why you became a teacher. What was your why? Did representation play, play a part? What was it? Okay, and I'm going to see. So... So um, someone has tweeted me and they said, I think it works for us. All the children have good role models too. Our PE teacher, also male, does mentoring for year six and five boys in his non-teaching time. So I've got um, a head teacher actually, and he has said that in his school, so not only does the male teacher teach, but he's also a mentor. And this is what I was saying about children who come from single parent households, if they're able to have male teachers that they can relate to, the mentoring, it's really good. And I'm thinking, does this affect behaviour? If we had more male teachers, do you think that we would see a rise in um, 
in or uh, no not a rise sorry a decrease in underachievement a decrease in behavioral issues so i what do you think i just wanted to throw that question out there maybe some people may say it doesn't matter if you're a good teacher it doesn't matter whether um you a child can or student sees or can represent sees themselves in you it all that matters is that you're a good teacher what do you think want to hear some of your views i want to hear from you so just type into the chat and let me know so representation like i said before it's like a form it's when you're acting on behalf acting or you're speaking on behalf of someone so being that voice anyone else i'm going to have a look and see if anyone else has tweeted us or has dropped any of their questions on twitter so i can see oh i've got some more i think it's so someone has said to me i think it's important they still that see that male teachers come in all shapes and sizes like people in life i think the classic football loving relatable male is dead and i dislike when it's suggested that's very interesting. What do some of my listeners think about that statement? So someone has tweeted me and said that it's important they see teachers in all shapes and sizes. So one school has said that the PE teacher is the mentor. So I feel like when it comes to PE teachers, they're often seen as the cool teacher. PE teacher is always the cool teacher, the fun teacher. Children, students love PE. They like being active. Um, but I think it is true. And this links back to what Leanne said about the formal wear. So it's been able to young people to see teachers in all shapes and sizes, not just seeing the classic football, cool, fun teacher, but also seeing different um, males, so different role models. So this is where it links to also being able relatable males. So other males, anyone else, any of my listeners who just joined in, if you want to ask me any questions on Twitter, please feel free. Please also put your Twitter ads in the feed as well so that I can follow you as well. So I just wanted to ask, so does lack of male representation within education affect behaviour and achievement? What do you think? Or the children or students just underachieve because they just underachieve? feel free to send me a message. Those of you who've just logged in, thank you for joining. Um, I said to you before, my name is Mary Kello. I am a primary school teacher. I have over 10 years experience within the education system. I became a teacher because of lack of representation. I wanted to see more people like myself within the classroom. And that was my reason to become a teacher. And we're just talking about representation and whether it matters or not. So some people are talking on Twitter. Some people are want to write in the chat. Please feel free. I've put my at, so my at is at Princess Akello. Please feel free to tweet me. I've said to you, so young people, I feel they want, they want to see, be what they see. So for example, we spoke about the power of social media. So... 
Leanne wants to call in. Um, Leanne, if you call in again, and if you would like to call in again, if anyone else wants to call in, please feel free. Leanne? Hello. Hello. Nice to have you. How, yeah, good. How are you? I am fine, thank you. And where would you like to let the listeners know where you're calling in from? I'd love to say I'm calling in from from uh, South London, but unfortunately <laughs> not. Uh, from Hertfordshire. Lovely. Londonish. Londonish, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, Leanne, you know, what it... do you think about um, representation? It's an interesting topic. I mean, like I said, like you know, I had such a normal family upbringing, like two parents, a brother, very much like white hat, white picket fence kind of upbringing. So I probably never really thought about it until like my last school, uh, which mm-hmm. was very different area to where I grew up. Um, like real what mixed. What's the difference? What's it? Um, I mean, I kind of grew up very like, what, like white middle class, I guess. I don't know if that's like on PC to say. No, but, I think it's uh, yeah. Um, and my previous school was very much not not that. So mm-hmm. it was a real eye-opener to me. And actually, my very first school was, like, very middle class and very, yeah. like, I have to get home for my tutor kind of kind of kids. Yeah. Um, and my previous school, which was completely the other end of the spectrum, I, I just, I almost felt more appreciated with those kids. I don't know if that's uh, going a bit straying from the topic, but... Um, I, I felt like I saw different representations, I guess, through through the kids. Yeah. Um, than in my first school, and mm-hmm. and I think through that, I just felt a bit more. I don't know. It felt a bit more like real life, I guess. Yeah. So, do you think that um, it's important for students to see um, themselves in their in the education system? So in terms of teachers, and when I say in education system, I'm going to say, I'm not going to just say um, um, teachers, but also teaching staff, because I believe whether you're the cleaner, the midday meal supervisor, whatever role that you're playing, you are having an impact. So do you think it's important for them to see different representations? Yeah, no, definitely. Um... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Someone said earlier that... um, the football type of male teacher that, that we should be moving away from yeah. this ideology. So I I often feel that, I, but it's funny because when I was in secondary school, so I went to a convent primary school right. and I went to a convent secondary school and hmm. my primary school did not have any black teachers. Right. I didn't, but my secondary school, the PE teacher was actually a black female. Right. So it was wow. very interesting, but I would say for me, um, my wife for getting into teaching, like I said to you, um, I grew up in South London, mm. um, South East London to be more precise, and I actually teach in the area that I grew up in. I don't live in the area anymore, but I actually teach within the area that I grew up in, and the reason why was because I remember I always said I wish I had a me when I was growing up, and I felt that I needed to be that for all the other young um, 
females that would grow up in the area that I once lived in. And I always say to them that the same roads that they walk, I've walked them, the same shops that they go to, I've shopped in them. And I feel like that has also played a huge impact in terms of relatability. I feel like young people that I teach, they can relate to me. Like they see me outside and it's the norm for them to see me and it's the norm for the parents to see me and that's what I always wanted because I believe that you can only influence people from within and being within means that you have to also have gone through what they've gone through sometimes uncover yourself in order to cover them also so I do think it does matter what's your stance I think you just got a comment which is kind of something that I was going to talk about saying uh, like like you say there is more representation I think now than when we were possibly in primary school but I think it's still got quite a long way to go and and I almost felt a bit sorry sometimes for the parents yeah um, that I couldn't communicate with because of language barriers so mm-hmm. I think also like parents need to see themselves represented in a school sometimes and like not just kids yeah yeah and that is true like it must be quite scary to not be able to understand your your child's teacher you know or be able to converse with them I always felt sorry for the parents as well yeah because even um one thing that I found is that a lot of the um, pupils that I have their parents they they know me from the area and I feel that it's helped me to build a good rapport because it's one thing teaching them in the classroom but I also think it's very important to have a good rapport with the parents because when you are in sync with the parents that means they're going to work with you and I feel like it just makes the educational experience of the child run smoothly and when the child sees that my parent and my teacher get on very well and the parent also knows that anything that you say about their child is coming from a place of love rather than for example there's some parents I've had to have very difficult conversations with them about their child's behavior but the fact that the parent knows me let's say from the area they actually listen to me whereas i know that sometimes some other teachers have tried to relay the same information to them and they've been very defensive and they've not wanted to take on what has been said but because they know that okay miss akello she's from the area so anything she's saying to my child, I know that it's coming from a place of love. They often do. So I think it's very important. And um, I'm just going to read out um, representation does. So TSCW said representation does matter to students. I never thought that it would in some aspects such as assemblies about equality, etc. My other ethnic background students came to me to say they would like to see themselves represented at assemblies as it's always white background. Um, white background staff speaking on such topics. Um, our staff is 95% white. It's never occurred to me that who was delivering the message would also matter. I think it does matter who's delivering the message. Um, I think, like I said, if you're teaching in a school um, where the demographics or the area, the catchment area where it's predominantly of one, let's say, for example, black or if um, an ethnic minority group, um, uh, t- young people would want to see um, teachers that they do represent them and teachers that do um, that they can relate to. Lucky enough for me in my school, our teaching staff is diverse, and I feel like our teaching staff 100% does represent all the ethnicities and all the backgrounds of all the young people within our school. And I think that's a 
beautiful thing and it's something that I really do love about my school because there's teachers from all different um, backgrounds you've got teachers let's say for me for example I'm from Uganda you've got teachers who are from Turkey you've got teacher from Scotland from Canada from Trinidad and Tobago from Ghana you've got teachers from Ireland you've got teachers from Iraq Afghanistan and yeah. it's so important because I feel it does it impacts and especially when we have things like we have some cultural heritage days where we celebrate our diversity so you've got all these backgrounds and, and all these different ethnic groups um, joining together and I think it's very important yeah I think I think also like that that's where you need your whole school community almost yes especially yes. I think now like more so maybe I don't know but when we were children now there's so many more like languages spoken in, in primary schools especially yeah and you need that like outside community I mean I, I've had a few times my sister-in-law is from Brazil and yeah. there's been a few times where she's spoken Spanish for me to parents or like um translated reports into Spanish because I just think if you've got those skills from other people and you can try and connect more with parents using that outside community you need to mm-hmm. it's so true yeah I think I think language is a is a massive barrier. I've always I felt that definitely in my last school that 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 was kind of like for me that representation of different languages I guess amongst the teachers and anybody in the school because we did have quite a diverse mix and I just didn't feel like we had that amongst the teaching staff and like that's no one's fault that that's just kind yeah. of I think that the the children and their languages are becoming more diverse and perhaps the workforce hasn't followed suit. Mm -hmm. I think it's true. And also, for example, my school, um, we teach German and um, it's nice because um, you may think that you're going to walk into the classroom and you'll probably see maybe a German teacher or a white um, teacher teaching German, but you'll find that you see some of the black teachers lead German, some of the white teachers lead German, some people who are not even from Germany, but let's say who are from Turkey, they're teaching um, German. And I think that's a good thing as well, because also it allows young people to see um, different um, teachers speak in different languages as well and um, one thing um, that did come up is that someone said that there's a lack not necessarily of um, let's say black teachers but someone said that maybe there were they do feel that there's a lack of mixed race teachers so that representation so someone um, reached out to me and said that that's what they're writing their dissertation on wow. and um, they said do they, do I what do I think about it is there a lack of um, mixed teachers and I said um, to be honest if I think of my own school um, our teaching staff I think maybe we have one or two um, but I said it's something that is, what is it, maybe not a lot of people want to get into teaching. So, um, and I said to them, why do you think that this um, topic is important? And they said, because they wanted to see representation that someone that represents them within the education system. So that's why they wanted to explore that as well. Um, do, you yeah. have, do you have quite a diverse parent body at your school? Um, my school is very diverse. It is very diverse. Um, and I think that um, I like the fact that it is diverse um, mm -hmm. because it represents, I feel the teaching staff represent 
the pupils and when you come to the school um, you will see that it's diverse and I feel like anyone who steps into the school you can relate to any there's someone there that you will relate to. I guess it's about like also we want children to see that people who look like them can succeed and can uh, accomplish things. Yeah. I think especially when you work in like the lower socioeconomic kind of schools or areas, the, the it can kind of almost be <clears throat> like you need you have to break the chain, I think, with the children when, yeah. when you're in those kind of areas. And I've, I've felt so much at my old school that once those kind of children leave primary school and they go to these massive high schools it's just it's so difficult to break that chain of that kind of socio-demographic group once they've left primary school because I I think I'm not sure in your area but definitely around here the high schools are enormous Mm -hmm. and they go from small real pastoral primary schools into these massive high schools where they're you know you're just a number sometimes I think yep it's true that's scary I think yeah, it is. I always found that really worrying, especially last year when, when I did year six and I thought they'd missed so much, but I don't think they even, it wasn't even the part like the education that I think they'd missed. I think they missed out on a lot of rites of passage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember we were doing like bits of science and I was sitting there thinking, oh my God, they're so young. Why am I teaching them this stuff? You know? Yeah. Um, and just uh, when, when they move on, I think it's quite scary. Mm-hmm. in those kind of uh, areas um I, th- I think that's why it's important to to uh not just have like representation for kids but also for parents so that's I a- think that's something I've I've never really thought about that but now yeah. that you've said it I do think it, it for me it does hit home because I do feel that when parents can relate to you as well it means that they trust you and they'll trust you with their child's education and I feel children pick up on energies and they'll be able to see that their mum really believes in their teacher. And I found that um, it's always because I always thought it's important, like I said before, to have a good rapport with parents, because once you've built that rapport, you work collectively to ensure that that child gets the best education possible that you can provide. Mm. Um, someone just said uh, on Twitter, I'm going to read this out. It really annoys me when children behave better for male teachers than female ones. <laughs> they should respect all adults in school equally, but a number of adults in school don't think this either. Society has conditioned us all. What do you think about that? <laughs> do you think children behave better for male teachers than female teachers? I don't know. I've never really seen a male teacher teach. We did have one at my, in fact, my, de- my old deputy was was a male teacher and like very well respected by the kids. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I've never, uh, never seen it. I must say though, one of my very good friends is a PE coach, mm-hmm. uh, and she is very good. And yeah, well, obviously she's a woman, so um, we we're used to this like male PE coach kind of image, I think. But she's- yeah good and she knows her stuff and the kids respect her and she's in and out of different schools all the time which I think is very difficult as a teacher so I don't I'm not sure what do you do you have a lot of male teachers at your school um so my school we actually have um a few male teachers 
um, and some will say they misbehave equally for all of us. Mm-hmm. And I would say, to be honest, um, I think the in term we have like three males, and let's say we have about twenty plus female teachers. Um, the children behave equally because I would say my class, regardless of whether it's a male teacher or like my partner teaches a male teacher and I'm female teacher and I feel we have a good, um, the children respect us equally. So, and also they misbehave for us equally as well. So that's a very good um, comparison. And it's very nice because I'm a black female and he's um, a white male, but it's funny because we've both grown up in the same area. Mm. So I think that is a good thing. And I remember a parent said that we work very well together. Like, oh, you two are the dream team. That's what Mm. a parent quoted and said to me. And it was funny, but I think because also me and him, we've grown up in, although we're from different ethnic backgrounds, but we've both grown up in similar areas um, that we also relate to each other as well. And also because, so the children see that as well. And the parents see that. So I think that's a good thing too. I gotta say, I think you should write that down. <laughs> I, I think, I just think like it, to go off topic a bit, but like it's such a stressful profession and there's those little gems every now and again, aren't there? That like yeah. kids say to you or parents say to you. I mean, like I teach reception and I had a kid come up to me the other day and she was like, I just can't decide what to do, Miss Lax. Everything's too exciting. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a great dilemma <laughs> um like when I trained I had a like we had to do a reflection diary I don't know if you yeah. had that or like anyone listening in um and I found it the other day and I was just like reading through it and it was just all these like little things that kids had said or that I'd done that I just now I just don't I don't know I think like eight years in um and like I don't, I don't know. I don't focus on the little things so much. I'm so hard on myself as a teacher that I'm like, those little sparks just kind of fade into the distance. And then I'm like, oh my God, this kid couldn't write or this kid couldn't read. But, you know, there's this one kid that was like, it's just so amazing. I can't decide. <laughs> but yeah, I think... Um, on the negatives, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but I think that's us in general. I think that teachers, we, I think one thing I've learned is I think it's the most critical job um, where you critique yourself every day. I find myself sometimes I'm like, was that lesson good? Did yeah. I shout at that child too much? Um, did uh, if my if this have they understood yeah. um, my assessment? Am I am I performing well? Yeah. And then I've just learned that not to be too hard on myself and just go in and do what I do, what I love to do every day. And the children pick up on it because they always ask me and they're like, miss, I remember one thing a child asked me and it always stuck with me. Um, One of the teachers passed away at our school a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And one of the kids were like, miss, um, if you died, would you be sad? Like, would you? And I was thinking, why are you asking? Yeah. And they're a year four child. And I remember I said to them, I wouldn't. And they said, Miss, why would you not be? I said, I'll be sad because I'm leaving my family and everything. But I said to them, in life, um, it's about living your dreams. And I said that my dream from a young age was to teach. And I've lived my dream. 
And I remember when I said that to um, this child, it's like, she was like, wow, like you really like, this is what you really want to do. And that's what I wanted her to know. And obviously I'm alive and kicking and I've still got many more years and loads of young people to impact. So I'm not going anywhere for now. Was that that in prime? Was that a primary kid? Yeah, it was a primary kid and now she's in secondary and she comes to visit me. Um, she's okay. currently in secondary, so she always comes and she's always like, Miss, um, I will never forget you. And it's just the impact and being able to impact. And like I said to you, I will go back to um, the student I taught in the sixth form. So when I went to the sixth form, she was actually in a lot of trouble, um, let's say, in terms of with police. She mm-hmm. was fighting. And I remember we sat down and we spoke and... Um, I just, and when she really, because when I first met her, she, they introduced her to me and she thought I was a student. So she's quite a bit aggressive. And then she found out I was a teacher. And then as she got to know me more, mm. um, she became quite attached to me. And I remember I called her mum in, we spoke and we sat down, we spoke about her behaviour. And I found that once I had mum on board and her mum was there from Nigeria and um, because I'm African, her mum could yeah. relate to me. And it's like, exactly. And then she's gone on to, she went to university, she passed with a law degree, she got a 2-1. And now she's working for a big firm in the city. And she um, sent me an email. She said, Miss, look, I've done it. And she was like, thank you for always believing in me. And I think it's her seeing me. And she knew that I grew up in South London and a lot of the crime and everything and she was like miss but you still became a teacher you were able to fulfill Mm. your dreams and I said to her she said to me her dream was to go to uni to study law and I said what's stopping you Mm. and I said I've done it you can go and do it and that's why I said representation does matter that's that's but you missed the bit about the mum as well yeah yeah the mum and it was the fact that the mum could relate because yeah we were from, yeah. both from yeah. African backgrounds yeah. and I would share funny stories about yeah. my mum and how my mum would be with me growing up yeah. and because she thought her mum was too hard on her and I said it's not that she's being hard I said sometimes our parents not sometimes they always want the best for us but sometimes we think that they're against us so we work against them yeah. rather than with them and so yeah. the mum probably said to her well Miss Okello did it yeah, she did. She actually did. She said, look at Miss Okello. Look yeah. at Miss Okello. And she'd Absolutely. always say that to her. And yeah. she'd be like, my mum's always like, Miss Okello this, Miss Okello that. Yeah. But it was nice. And I remember parents would call and they would say, who's this Miss Okello? My daughter keeps talking about her. And I was like, it's nice because they were from South London. And they were like, yeah. they would see me in South London, like in the hair shops that they would go to, or let's say the local area, they would actually see me. I remember I had also white students, um, one particular student who was head girl of um, the school, and um, she would see me at the gym. And it was, she just couldn't, she was just happy because she was like, my teacher goes to my gym. <laughs> and she had a lot of issues in terms of her family, like mental health issues. And it was nice because we got, we connected with, in terms of the gym, but I also was able to talk to her and she took on what board, what I said, because she was like, well, um, my teacher is 
she's from the similar area to me, even though the girl, her family are quite a middle-class white family, but it was the fact that she could relate to me because we came from similar areas, we had similar mm-hmm. interests, so she could mm-hmm. relate. And the whole relatability, the representation, it, that really did matter as well. Um, yeah. yeah. So Anyone want to type in the chat? We're having a good conversation, me and Leanne. Mm-hmm. Anyone have anything they want to add? It's interesting because um, I did um, I did meet the teacher in the summer term at my new school. Um, yeah. And you can't tell, but I'm South African. You can't tell from my accent. I know. Oh, that's <laughs> interesting. Yeah. I've got, got a couple of Springbok jerseys in my cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Springbok in disguise. But um, a couple of my parents are South African as well. Yeah. And like the minute I said that to them, it, it just like like broke the ice a little bit. It was yeah. very strange. And even now, it's like I, I have a better relation. Not better, just like like a more comfortable relationship with those South African mums than I do with, like, say, the English mums, you know? Yeah, because not- they can relate. It's the relate yeah. to being able to relate to you. And yeah. like you said, like, for example, my parents are from Uganda and um, they the many different um, languages that are spoken in within Uganda, but one language is Swahili. Mm. And um, in my country, we have a lot of um, Indian people, so Asian people within my country who speak Swahili. So some of my parents um, who are also, and Swahili is a language, it's a, a tongue that is spoken amongst many East African countries, not only in Uganda, but Rwanda, Tanzania, mm. Kenya. So, and a lot of Asian um, people as well were born in Uganda, born in Tanzania, born in Kenya. So those parents in my school, they come and speak to me in my language, in Swahili. Mm-hmm. And it's nice because I'm yeah. black. And even yeah. though, but we can still relate because we have yeah. a similar language. So, and, and when young people, t- the students see, and they're like, oh, Miss is talking to, but they're speaking a different, and then it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that before. We had a teacher at my old school who uh, taught Spanish and like spoke it fluently. Yeah. And I remember there was she was talking to one of the parents in Spanish there was a child standing next to them, it, just like a random kid. And yeah. was, he was watching a tennis match because he was like, eyes open, mouth dropped. Kind of like, <laughs> in Spanish. He must yeah. have been like, what is going on? Like, what language is this? <laughs> it was so funny to watch. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that they don't, they don't expect us to have lives outside of school. Yeah, like, they really don't. But when yeah. he heard this language yeah, when he heard this other language coming out of her mouth, I think he was, like, flabbergasted. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know what hit him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it is it is so important. And it's nice as well. So it's not only representation, because I think one thing I didn't want people to think is that it's only representation in terms of um, ethnic backgrounds. No, it's not even only ethnicity. It could be language that is spoken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it could be gender it could be um, orientation, sexual orientation as well. So these different things, they all form representation. Um, and I, I think, think it's well, important. Like, you want like generational representation. In yeah. Well. And I was talking to, it must have been like a colleague the other day, and I was like, we're losing so many of the like older, more experienced teachers to, to retirement or to kind of just had enough after lockdown. So we've Burn like, out. Retire, yeah, yeah. yeah, retiring early. Like I remember, 
one of the teachers at my old school, like a much older teacher, like could have taught me when I was a kid, coming into my year six class. Mm-hmm. For like 10 minutes, she read a story. And I just felt like I was a kid again. I don't know what it is about like these older teachers when they read story. It was just so it's soothing. I explain yeah. It. I miss my old teachers. If I could find them, I really, really, really want. If my teachers um, miss Lawson and also Miss Bevan, if you ever hear this, (laughs) and Mrs. Goodwin, my English teacher from secondary school, if they ever hear this, please get in contact with me. Call (laughs) in. Yeah, they were literally, they impacted my life. And my head teacher from my primary school was absolutely amazing. And her name is Mrs. Martin. And she's retired now, but she is, um, she impacted so many young people. She, my school was a convent um, and there were loads of, um, not, I wouldn't say it was a a huge majority were black, but there were a minority, um, majority that were, and she just impacted our lives. And I'm talking about um, a white middle-class teacher and she just impacted and she's, Honestly, I remember leaving in year six and I cried and I tied myself mm-hmm. to the gate and my parents had yeah. to literally come and remove me. But mm-hmm. that's how much I love school because yeah. my experience was amazing. And mm-hmm. yeah. It's funny so, you say that. Yeah. Like I've said it before on sh- on some of my shows that I don't think, especially primary, I'm not sure about high school, probably the same in high school. If there's any high school teachers listening, hopefully they can vouch like, I don't think it's about lessons. I think it's about experiences. I love that. And like, love they're not going to remember a maths lesson, are they? Like, we hope they do. We hope they know how to do long division. Yep. I hope they remember their times table. Algebra. Yeah, yeah exactly. But like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you know, because like, that's, that's why I love history. And I think if I hadn't been primary, I probably would have been history teacher in high school. But yeah, like, I remember doing, what was it? Oh, it was the Victorians in my year six class. Oh, yes. And um, I like to represent queens every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like, I I mean, like, this is year six, right? So they're quite jaded in year six. I'm sure you know, you teach in primary. Yep. Um, and so I went into my resource cupboard and put on like a fancy dress and a crown and came back out and pretended I was Queen Victoria. Like, I think they thought I'd lost the plot. But um, <laughs> one of the kids came up to me afterwards and was like, Slacks history is my new favorite subject. So I was like, do you know what? I don't actually care if she doesn't remember anything that I teach her about the Victorians. She's got like she loves history now, and that stays with you, I think. And that's the that's what it's about. Yeah, that is what it's it's the experience that they have with you. Yeah. Um. It and that's what impacts them. My English teacher, she just she just changed the game for me in secondary school. Mm. I remember um, at the time, I think there was foundation paper and higher paper. I think my class, we were supposed to do foundation paper, but um, the way that she taught it, we just, she just produced a class of high achievers that we all had to do the higher paper. Mm. And every person in the class left with either A star Mm. and A and the lowest was a B, but it's the experience that she gave us and the way that she just made us all fall in love with the literature and the language. And it was an experience and it's something that I will never forget. And um, it's the fact that how she made us feel. And I know even when I'm in the classroom, I love, although English is my, I would say it's strongest point, I actually don't really, it's not as in I love teaching maths and I feel it comes across 
the children know that I love teaching maths. I like teaching all subjects, but mm. I like the way that I'm able, even with English, um, when I'm teaching writing or grammar or phonics and just being able to play around with it and they enjoy it as well and I've seen that because when we do maths my class make me laugh because as soon as we've done the main input and I'm like okay let's move on to the worksheets they're all like yes yeah. and I'm like why do you always say yes I was like I'm telling you you're going to do work now but they're always excited they're happy to do the work mm-hmm. and for me it makes my day because it means that there is the experience and yeah. they enjoy and even parents even when parents are like I have my child's happy and mm. I know that I'm doing my job and I'm like you know what we're not here for perfection but we're just here for progress and yeah I think it's so important oh we've got 10 minutes left um yeah. I, I have a question for you yes so, go for it so I want to know is there is there representation in your literacy choices for your classroom there is representation. I feel like my school, um, we've looked at our curriculum um, and in my school, I lead history. So um, also if I think of the history curriculum, also the English curriculum, we have um, looked at the curriculum and made sure that our curriculum is reflective of the children that we have within our school. So our curriculum is diverse um, and it's representative so there's different books there's books that are from um ghana we've got stories from um let's say america um but looking at like let's say blacks within america um we've got um stories from germany we've got all over um and it's 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 so that children can read and relate to what they're hearing and they can have it's an experience so I know our history curriculum, it's not, we don't just teach black history in October, it's actually taught throughout um, yeah, throughout the year, yeah. throughout the year. So no matter what you're learning, um, I remember when they were learning about, um, let's say, for example, King Henry VIII, um, there was a musician that was around at the time and he was the only black musician. Mm. Yeah, so the children are taught about him. So it doesn't mean, we, yeah, and that's what we do, yeah. I think there's a portrait of him at Hampton. Yes, that's, yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my local area. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. So that's what we have done. Easy. And yeah, so this is my first show. And what I have decided to do is I'm going to share each time I'm on the show. It's called Mary's Monthly Tips. Um, I wish I could have thought of a third M because then <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, the great alliteration. Hey, but M, M. Montage. <laughs> Mary's monthly montage maybe yeah that's what <laughs> so um I just wanted to share tips um so things that I'm also thinking about for myself as well um just tips with other educators um that I would like to share that I would like people to do each month um tweet me at me let me know if anything I say is working for you but I'll just share five monthly tips so the first tip for this month is do something nice for yourself each week um, so that it doesn't have to be major. It could be as simple as cooking for yourself a delicious meal, maybe just going for a long walk. And um, the second thing, learn to set boundaries, have boundaries and be unapologetic with doing so. Third tip, have a cutoff time. So whether that's not responding to emails on the weekend, leaving school every day at 4.30, let it be that. 
um, taking a break from social media when you need to. So making sure that you have that time for yourself. Like I said before, social media, it comes with its expectations and unrealistic expectations. So I think it's nice for us always to go back into our own reality. And um, the last one would be, don't be hard on yourself. Remember our job, we're not only teachers, we're superheroes. We Mm -hmm. are doctors. So when the child falls down outside, and they're like, Miss, I've hurt myself. Miss, I need a plaster. We're doctors. We are the therapists. We are the counsellors. We're even parents because they're in our care. Um, so we have a big role and we are, let's say, we are creating the next generation. We are pouring into the next generation. So not to be hard on yourself and just celebrate everything that you do. Wet paper towel doctors. Yes, we are. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so take on the top tips. Also, if there's anything that you do, educators, that is working for you, maybe you want to share some top tips with me, please at me on Twitter. I will put my social in the chat again. Um, And if you want to connect with me, please do so. You can connect with me on Twitter. I will also be on the um, be doing the Twilight show once every month. So I'm hoping to have some guests. Maybe you want to be a guest on my show. Maybe you want to talk to me. Um, so maybe you can just at me on Twitter. If you have listened today, don't forget to tweet me. Don't forget to let me know um, how you found the show. Is there anything that you've taken from the show today? Maybe you are going to now go and think about how you are representation how are you providing the representation for the young people the students that you teach do you feel that you're representing them is that your why so i want us also to think about our why why did we get into teaching why did we become educators what's our why and i'll just leave you with um the quote that was said to me today Um, by a man named Mr. Ray Lewis. And he said to me, young people want to be what they see. So all the educators that are listening today, young people want to be what they see. So think about who you present to your students. Think about who your students see. And just think, are you, do you think that you're good representation? And not to be hard, because to be honest, I think, you are a good representation because you're a teacher and I think teachers are amazing. We need to clap for ourselves more. Um, We do a big and huge job. So I'd just like to say thank you to every single person who's called in today. Thank you to everyone who's listened to my voice, especially because I know I've spoken a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So thank you for bearing with me. Um, I just want to say a huge thank you to Leanne Um, That conversation was lovely. And thank you for your questions. Um, Thank you for just engaging with me. And like I said, if you do want to engage with me on any socials, um, also for anyone who has missed the show, the show will be saved so you can go back and listen to it. And maybe you just want to listen to my um, top tips again. So if you want to go back and listen to the show again, feel free to do so. don't forget to listen to any other shows on the Teachers Talk Radio. 
and yeah have a lovely weekend enjoy the rest of your saturday whatever you are doing don't forget to relax don't forget to re-energize yourself do something nice for yourself and yeah thank you all for joining in it has been an absolute pleasure thank you all very much and i look forward to speaking to you all in my next show next month have a lovely weekend thank you You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio 